Good evening from the Valley of Doom, and welcome to the Jack Lantern Press podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode Halloween Memories. At the head of the show, you heard wind, lots of wind, desert wind. That's because we're in the middle of the desert, the Valley of Doom. It's one of the 13 wild and deadly districts of Transylvania, which you can learn more about in our book, Transylvania Traveler, and you can check out that at jackolanternpress.com. So we were able to get in uh, from, from those desert winds. We found shelter in a mummy's tomb where we're told somewhere inside this dark, dank crypt there's a communication system which we can uh, use to dial up Dad and discuss with him some Halloween memories. What do you think, Tom? No, I think that's going to be great. Uh, that, that sandstorm was nasty, though. So communication, you know, probably once again is going to, you know, be in and out unless this thing has better technology than we think. But uh, for the most part, yeah, let's get this rolling. Yeah. So... In the first act of tonight's show, we're going to talk to our dad about his Halloween memories as a kid. In the second act, we'll talk about Halloween memories from the 1980s when Tom and I were trick-or-treating. Then we'll conclude with what Halloween looks like in more recent years. But before we get our dad um, on the line here, we wanted to remind listeners that these nights... More and more monsters are drinking Dr. Jekyll's Death Potion number 17. It offers consumers boosts of rage and insanity and is longer lasting than any other potion on the market. Some of the unpleasant side effects of number 17 include elevated heart rates, hypertension, anxiety, headaches, and interrupted sleep patterns. A study by Transylvania University suggests even more exciting outcomes severe heart palpitations, strokes, and an added bonus, permanent insanity. <laughs> Try Dr. Jekyll's death potion number 17 tonight. <laughs> You'll be the pain of the party in no time. So Tom, aside from digging up a mummy's curse this evening in this mummy's tomb, we're going to also dig deep into the past and pull up some Halloween memories. More specifically, we're going to bring in Dad kind of use this podcast as a time capsule and learn more about his childhood and what he remembers about ours during the October season. Ah, so in this room here, it looks like, yep, I think we may have found that communication system we were told would be here. Oh, what's this? There's some hieroglyphics here. Uh, what is it? It reads, as for all those who shall move away this stone... Within you will find none other than a smartphone with which to communicate with the world, play Candy Crush, and participate in social media. You release this curse on yourself, you are doomed. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, pull this thing out and get Dad on the line. Dad, you there? Yes. You hear me? Right. Yep, yep. 
All right. So we're going to start this thing off. We wanted to uh, to talk a little bit about um, Halloween when you were young and what maybe if you have a first memory or what you think about in those early years of Halloween. Yeah, well, uh, it was celebrated by all my aunts and uncles and my cousins. Okay, we used to get together, go to different houses each time. And the decorations included, well, skeletons, witches, ghosts, uh, maybe bats and owls. But that was about it. You know, there weren't any uh, big monsters uh, like in the movies. And it was strictly uh, uh, just dependent on those things. They, they were the scary things of those days. And we celebrated. I remember the adults having uh, bobbing for apples and uh, uh, taffy pulls and making candy and things like this. So it, it was really a tradition. Well, I grew up on that. Uh, later on, you know, uh, as I got older, I started going to the movies. Uh, and we're like, talking, this is, this is the 1940s, right? So we're talking mid to late 40s? Yes. Wait, okay. before, before you, you, you continue, Dad, what is a taffy pull? You know, you know what taffy is? It's a candy. Yeah. And, it's and a what candy, they, but... Yeah, they used to stretch it, okay? It would be like in a glob. And, and then they'd stretch it out and then let it dry, and then you, you ate it. So it's kind of like the Laffy Taffy's now, now, but it was probably back in the day. Did you get, like, a lot? Did you pull it from, like, the windows and stuff at one of the candy stores? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> You got the stuff. You brought it home. You had and you and you. They, I don't know. The adults knew exactly how to ball it up or do whatever they had to do, and they actually stretched it. Oh, and then, okay. And then and then made bars out of it. Yeah, the the bobbin for apples was really hard, and you got wet. Believe me, it, it, you know you might see it in some older movies. You know where uh, they're all having fun. Believe me. <laughs> I never had fun with it, although everybody started laughing when they were dribbling all over the place. Water went up their <laughs> nose and in their mouths, and they never got the apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now this was this was all happening when you lived in New York, I'm assuming, because you came to California when you were 19? Yes. Okay. I'll start it out. I was born in 1942. By about four years old, I'm still in the 40s. And uh, a lot of that was now part of my memory. Now, <clears throat> as I got older, and, and I told you about what the figures were, the, they didn't have like the, the werewolf and, the, and Dracula and Frankenstein yet in, in the Halloween uh, uh, practices at the time. The movies, you know, they were still in the theater. We didn't have television until... Uh, like 1949, 1950. And then finally, you know, they started showing some of the movies. But I remember when I got to about 10 years old, we used to have uh, nights where we go out trick-or-treating. But it was usually in the afternoon after school. By the time it got dark, living in Brooklyn, you know, uh, you got home before it got dark, okay? 
And a lot of people really enjoyed it. There were a lot of people that, nah, no, we're not into this. But you'd say trick-or-treat, and a lot of the ladies who lived in the neighborhoods, you know, would make cookies for us and have candy and stuff like that. And my first time I went out, I had a gorilla suit on, <laughs> which was <laughs> which was unusual, okay? I wasn't a ghost. or, And my girlfriend uh, was a princess. See, and that was something that came later on, okay? And then as, you know, it was the same old thing with the ghosts and the skeletons. And, and so the companies that were selling these uh, costumes got into many things. There was cowboys, there was pirates, you know, uh, and the lot, you know. And, and, was everybody and, Hopalong Cassidy at, in those days? Let me tell you something. I had a Hopalong Cassidy suit and all yeah. my boys. All my boy cousins had a Hopalong Cassidy suit. And that was given to us at Christmas time by, by all our aunts and uncles. <laughs> so, no, I never took Hoppy out with me. <laughs> yeah. So when you were the gorilla dad, were you representing uh, King Kong or, or was that? No, you, it's just, uh... no, it was just the gorilla suit. Oh, okay. I just because the the movie came out in the 30s, so that's why I was curious how big that was. If it was still big at the time that when you were a I kid, if people were still watching it. Yeah, I don't think that I have ever seen anybody do a King Kong. This was just a gorilla suit. It didn't even look that real, you know. No. It was something you put over and you had a mask, you know, and it had the hands and the, the funny feet you put over the shoes, you know. <laughs> but... Halloween then started to take a new turn. It was very interesting because as more kids got out over the years, then there were many different kinds of costumes. Then when they started having repeats of the monster movies made in the 30s, okay, they started coming out in the 40s and 50s. So you're saying they came out in the theater, they they re-showed them. Right, right. Yeah. Like which and, ones? The ones from well, the 30s. Well, the first one I saw uh, was uh, The Son of Dracula. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, now let me tell you about The Son of Dracula. There were three of us who went to see this in the, in the, in the theater. Well, okay, it was in... The, the winter time, so it was pretty dark. And the three of us were going home, and all I remember is when they were shooting Lon Chaney, uh, he didn't die. <laughs> and, and it scared the hell out of us. And I used to say, holy God, you know, like, what would happen if he, I know if he came to Brooklyn, he'd find me. <laughs> I, had that, I, I had that thought for a couple of weeks. Never said anything. Right after the movie was over, we started walking home, and it's dark, right? Well, we all lived on the same block, but one of the guys, he was the closest, and he went in, okay? And I'm walking with the other guy, and then he went into his house. Now I'm all alone, and I'm walking around, and, man, I'm checking out the area, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> And I said, I just know he's going to find me. <laughs> and so I'm kind of, da, 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 da. and you just walk. You never run. You never run because a monster knows you're scared. Then he'll come after you. 
<laughs> and finally, I got to the door, opened the door slowly, bing, and I closed the door. And it was a, it was a three-family house. I ran up the stairs and went in, and it was probably only about 7 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock, but it was dark out. And I got home, and did you like the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. right. We didn't talk about it too much. <laughs> I went to bed and I and I kept thinking, if he comes to Brooklyn, I know he's going to find me. And that went on for almost two weeks. And I figured, well, wait a minute now. They told us something about uh, uh, vampires. They can't get into your house unless you invite them in. And the other thing is they only come out at night. So that's okay. I'll just stay in the house and only go out during the day. Living in a grave. The vampire can assume very many different forms at will. Sometimes it appears as a bat, and sometimes as a small cloud of swirling vapor. In this way, it can move unseen among its enemies. Son of Dracula, searing the screen with new terror in this weird tale of the living dead who rise from the grave at night to prey on unsuspecting victims. With Louise Albritton, Robert Page, Evelyn Ankers, Frank Craven, J. Edward Bromberg, and Lon Chaney as the new Count Dracula, you'll shudder at the screen's most fascinating woman vampire, luring men with cold beauty and the promise of immortality. Count Alucard is immortal. Through him, I attained immortality. Through me, you will do the same. <laughs> So when did you really start getting into the movie? Actually, before we even discuss that, did you ever go trick-or-treating? Yeah, I told you that when I wore the gorilla and outfit. The gorilla mask. Yeah, but did, did, so did you walk around the neighborhoods and, and go down the streets and oh yeah and trick-or-treat oh, yeah. and all that? Sure, and there was, there was a bunch of kids out. You know, in, in Brooklyn, you know, it was a populated area. There was a lot of kids my age and older. And, uh, yeah, we... Did you we go all, during the day or at night? We started during the day. Well, it was still daylight. And so, uh, so here's something that's interesting. We were talking to mom. Mom was saying that that they went trick or treating before dinner, and they they had to be done by dinner time, and then they didn't go out after that. So was that yeah, the same before, for you when you were growing up? Oh yeah. Uh, by the time I got home, yeah, dinner was ready. It's kind of I I it I'm trying to picture grandpa and grandma getting into Halloween. It's hard it's hard to picture. I mean, were they into it? Is my or what, what were oh, they doing? Yeah, they used to kid around about it. And one time we were over at uh, one of my cousin's house uh, and, and they had set up a skeleton that was flat on the ceiling in the hallway coming 
coming into the living room. And when people were coming in, the thing was fixed, so they just pull a rope, and the skeleton would drop down in front of the people, okay? And my mother went nuts. Oh, my God, what, what? Oh, you frightened me, you know? And my father's laughing, you know? <laughs> and it did. It shook up the women, okay? But everybody was really into it. It was a lot of fun. And so, Dad, what, what did did you still celebrate Halloween when Grandpa was was in in World War Two? I mean, were you still able to go outside, you know, with Grandma by herself and all that? No, no. Uh, my father was in the service. He didn't come home until I was two and a half. Oh, okay, okay. So I was still too young for that. Yeah. Um, okay. And being the oldest of all the grandchildren, there was only two more besides me by that time. But okay. as time went on, you know, then the families got together and probably, you know, amongst themselves, they did that. People would do that. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, as I got older, I was really into that. And I say, you know, it's really a lot of fun. And, and I attribute the fun as a special thing because, you know, and even adults too, they toil, they work, they do this, they do that, this school for the kids, you know. And you get that day and you have that kind of thing. It takes you out of reality and you really have a lot of fun. It's kind of like Christmas, you know. You have a lot of fun and your mind is taken off all the things that bother you. So it's kind of like a little vacation from reality. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, did, let's hold, did, hold on real quick. So – so just for the record, because we've had other discussions about this in other episodes, but just for the record, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, Dad, and, yeah. and then you could you could put it down, uh, you know, of what it is of your favorite. So favorite monster of all time. The Wolfman. Yeah. So yeah. I was wrong and Mike was right on that one because I thought it was Dracula, but it's it's the Wolfman. So favorite movie of favorite monster movie of all time it was frankenstein meets the wolfman exactly yeah. um yeah. what was the uh uh let's see what was the other question i was going to ask what, or was there anything that you wanted to ask mike i think those are the two i really wanted those to get the, yeah those were the main questions i i was pretty sure that the wolfman was your favorite well, the uh, only just, reason sorry. that I thought Dracula was your favorite, Dad, was because you always played it. And maybe that was just because he was always the host and you were always in charge of, like, the haunted haunted house at the school. And then yeah. even when we were at, at the house making haunted houses and stuff, you always took the role as Dracula. And I, so I always, you know, you made that, that big uh, board with the Dracula painting that Loretta was talking about. And a lot of the times you always just liked dracula so i always I, I was assured that that you liked dracula better than the wolfman but but okay. i was wrong in in the populace you know with people and and the kids coming to the door yeah i dressed up as dracula so i could you know open the door and say good evening welcome to my abode you know and the children would look up and go and whatever and so that was an easy character. Now, to do the Wolfman, uh, there were times when 
uh, I was an older teenager, uh, <clears throat> and we had a park. And away from the park, there was still a lot of uh, uh, forest land and trees. And we even had a, a little uh, uh, house that we built, you know. And we would jump from tree to tree, and a couple of people got hurt, you know. But I used to impersonate the wolfman. And I'd, I'd start cringing over him. I used, my teeth would come out. And I'd start growling. And one night, four guys ran from me. They wouldn't even even slow down. (laughs) It scared them. You know, and I didn't think they would react like that. But I could do a wolfman impersonation pretty good. (laughs) And we did really have a lot of fun with stuff like that. There was a program in my teens called Zachary. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Zachary here. <laughs> and uh, Henry the Hall, the, the werewolf of London, is, seems a little frozen in time here, but he's, he's always hanging around, you know, <clears throat> taking a nip once in a while. Well, well, uh, we're gathered here this evening. Sounds like a funeral, doesn't it? <laughs> and every, oh, Friday, yeah. every Friday night, he would uh, show one of these horror movies, not just horror, but the monster movies. And as the movie went along, they would slip him in. Like, you know, if the wolfman was running, you know, and the townspeople are after him, he'd be hiding behind the tree, you know, Zachary. They'd fit him into the movie. And he would say, he says, Larry, this way, this way, they're coming, you know. And then the movie would continue. And he would do that. They input him in every movie they made. All the Draculas, even the Invisible Man. For some reason, he could see the Invisible Man. And this went on and on and on. And by the time I moved to California, uh, he died. And that was in uh, 1961. Mm. Uh, And he was very popular. I mean, and there is a Transylvania in New York. And he always used to refer to it. So, you know, the, it, everything around Zachary just picked it all up and was very exciting. And he, he would be behind this bar and he had this bag on the wall, big canvas bag, and he'd hit it every once in a while. And Gasport, some kind of gaseous monster was in there. And if he would make noise, he'd hit it with a hammer. And then there was a Janusz, you know, who'd walk around, but you'd never see him. He'd make noises. You wouldn't see his face or anything. <clears throat> and that really inspired a lot more. It really did. <laughs> now, all the movies, you know, of the day in the 30s, well, there was Nosferatu was a silent. That scared so many people. As I talked to adults later on, it frightened the living heck out of them. But then when they got to the other movies... That really shook up everything. Dracula, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, and the Mummy. Personally, I never saw anything really that scary about the Mummy. Yeah, especially <laughs> since you only see him in bandages for like the first minute or so, and then yeah. that's but, it. <laughs> but Boris Karloff did a Mummy, 
where he was Imhotep. Okay, and and he uh, revitalized, but he still had the powers. Yeah. Of, but the rest were all up in bandages. Yeah. And and the funny part about the 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 mummy movies, this guy always walks so slow. And and I remember one movie was fantastic. Okay, this girl is running for her life. You know, she's breaking all the Guinness records. And she's going like crazy, and the mummy is on her tail. And he's just dragging his foot along, and, you know, and she comes by this tree. The next scene, he's by the tree. She passes a bush. The next scene, he's at the, at the bush. Then there was a big rock, and, 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 and she, she trips, and he's there. Right there, she trips and falls. He caught up with her, picks her up, and he walks, and they both sink into the quicksand. And of course. So it, it scared people because of the way he was walking and grabbing people and strangling them. But if you look back today, it was silly. I mean, what the heck was I afraid of? Well, yeah. that's like when I was talking to somebody when uh, House on Haunted Hill came out uh, yeah. with Vincent Price. And I, somebody was telling me uh, back back then that – People were so scared of that movie, even though you look at it now and it's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But I guess there was a lot of people that were freaked out of that. Do you remember anything like that with with that movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that that what happened with that movie was in some theaters, he actually floated. I don't know if it's one skeleton or many skeletons, but he actually floated a skeleton through the theater when the skeleton walks. It was around the time where they were putting buzzers in the seats and and oh. things like that. So originally in that movie, from from what I've read, that's what happened. So I don't know if maybe that's what scared the people, like an actual skeleton dropped down and into their laps. That uh, never happened to me. I, I don't remember anybody even talking about that. Huh. Yeah, somebody somebody <coughs> was talking about how that movie was really a scary movie. But I, I watched that every Halloween. And, and uh, I mean, it, it's a neat movie. But, I mean, some of those movies just aren't scary anymore. But they're well, still classics, yeah. and I love them. So. I mean, so, they, they, even, they made a movie with Boris Karloff as uh, – uh, you know, what the heck was the name? Uh, Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde, you know, and people were afraid of that. But I just I was on his side, you know, <laughs> in the movie. But so I, I it, it depends how you take it. You know, some are very interesting, some uh, enlightening, others are scary. Uh, it depends on the person's attitude. So, Dad, <coughs> real quick. So. Before you moved to California, basically you and your cousins and aunt and uncles and grandpa and grandma, you guys would gather on Halloween. Like you would go to one house. Everyone would be there and kind of have fun, do trick or treating and that kind of thing. Yes. And then so, well, you were 19 when you came to California, so you probably weren't going trick or treating. But were you still meeting on Halloween with family up until when you moved? Oh, no. No, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people were spreading out. 
I mean, we all used to live in Brooklyn and then they moved to New Jersey and it, it diminished. But as I got older, uh, a lot of that, it just faded away. Yeah. And then you guys, <clears throat> you moved out to California because wasn't grandpa going to do some importing or exporting business yes. with a relative or something? Yes. Uh his father's brother lived in California and he wanted my father to take over the business. And so he did that for a while. Mm. Uh, it didn't pan out that much. And then he just started working for the city after a while. So when, when dad, did you <coughs> kind of bring, you said it kind of diminished. Did you bring back the Halloween excitement uh, just when when us kids were born, or were you always really into Halloween no. even before we were born? Like, would you still celebrate it? Just you know, maybe wherever you were living, you know, did oh, you put yeah. up decorations and stuff? And then when we yes. were born, you kind of got you know into it again. I celebrated to an extent. I mean, you know, when I was living uh, uh, with my mother and father. We put little ghost things in the window and a skeleton or something like that just to do it. You know, it was fun. <clears throat> we didn't do any taffy pulls and though we didn't bob for apples. It was just a decorative thing. But I always enjoyed it. And yeah. and then I remember what I had in my early years and I wanted to introduce you to that. And so I did it my way. Yeah. So so when 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 we return for the second part here, we'll talk about Halloween, um, you know, what it was like when we were born and, uh, you know, or if you did anything when you got married. But but first, we're going to uh, we're going to have a message from our sponsor. Friends, does your werewolf need more walks in his weekly routine? You don't have the time to take him, right? Then there are those pet waste stations in the park that always seem to be out of body bags, but you still have to pick up after your animal because the sign says so. So you either have to bring your own body bags from your castle or pick up your pet's victims with something else. It's a mess. Well, Blue Moon High School student Billy Biffer is offering his werewolf walking services. He has plenty of experience with all kinds of lycanthropes and will do the job for practically nothing. Just throw him a bone. Email wolfwalker at bluemoonhs.mon. And now, back to our program. Down boy. All right, so uh, how soon after you and mom got married did Loretta come along? Because how long were you married before she was born? Uh, three years. Oh, okay. D and did you guys celebrate Halloween before Loretta was born or how did you celebrate it if you did? I think, you know, I used to have little cutouts, you know, of a, of a, uh, uh, a ghost or something. Uh, maybe we had a skeleton, we hang it in a window or something, but uh, no, it wasn't anything really involved. Yeah, because you got you guys were in a townhouse though, right? In Panorama City or something, I think. No, it was an apartment. Oh, okay. Well, mom definitely attributes. Well, so so do so do we. 
attribute all the Halloween excitement that we even have to this day because of you. I mean, we we wouldn't even be into monsters if it wasn't for you introducing all of the movies and the the neat stuff that we when we were kids. So, um, but take us back to when you know Loretta and Mike and I were when we finally started getting old enough to to appreciate what what you were doing and how you went from from going uh you know with just the simple things you used to do with mom uh to when we were born and then we were you were starting to get more into it to where it went as big as it did like what did you do how did you transition okay let me let me start off with some things here that uh, are really of interest. First of all, <clears throat> about 4,000 years ago in Babylon, their records show that they, on that very day, October 31st, the last day of October, that they would darn these uh, uh, masks and gowns that were hideous. And this was to pay tribute to the demons and the gods, the evil gods, to be uh, uh, more tolerant to them and let their next agricultural period the following year be good, you see. Because if you, if you get the angry gods on, against you, you know, they're going to ruin your crops. And that's what that holiday is all about. Later on, when, after the Romans took over everything, it changed. And it became pretty much what it is, you know, today. Now, that inspired me that there was a reason for it. You say, like, where did this ever come from? Well, that's where it came from. Now, you kids were born. Uh... We moved uh, into the first house. Uh, all but Loretta were born there. She was born in an apartment. Then we moved there. Then you were born there, both of you. And <clears throat> I think you were three years old, Tom, when I started making that tape with all the sounds. Oh, on the reel to reel? Right. Oh yeah, that that's good. I remember and, you making that thing too, by the way. Yeah. The board on the yeah, the board on the floor and you're putting the chains on there. Yeah. <laughs> I was making the growl sounds. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we we slowed it down. So a growl like this, you know, sounded like you know, and all the sounds were like that. And we had a guy sawing wood and we had the chains and we had screams and yells. And this went on for on the one tape an hour and a half. And then we did the other side. So that when it ran out, we, we just turn it over and we get another hour and a half. We use that later. Uh, when. Kids were coming by trick-or-treating. So you want to have the sounds and everything. 
but uh, you know, you can't have somebody sitting there doing. We had three hours of sounds; it was beautiful, and the kids loved it. Now, the more you guys got into it, the more it came back to me, and I got into it, and so we started having Halloween in our first house, and probably you don't remember too much of it. Okay. Oh, I remember. I remember one where I I went trick or treating with mom. You were dressed as Dracula. You had built a Wolfman dummy on the lawn, and then I think you said it was your cousin came over and he was dressed like a zombie or something. He had a white shirt with blood all over it. Yeah. And I I saw you guys when we left the house. We just went around the block, and then we were returning to the house. And we were across the street, and I remember seeing the three of you, Dracula, the Wolfman dummy, and the zombie, and thinking, I can't go over there, even though I knew who you were. But I remember distinctly (laughs) not wanting to cross that street. (laughs) So, And I'm assuming that you were probably playing the sounds as well, because I believe you had made it. But I remember... That made quite an impression on me, that whole scene, to the point where I I distinctly remember not wanting to step off that curb. <laughs> <laughs> and mom kept saying, it's okay, it's dad, it's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see how, you know, when you're young, that things like that stick with you. And yet yeah. something that happened last week you can't remember is because you don't have many memories when you're young. So the memories you do get, they're really embedded, which is interesting, okay? Because now you have something to work on. I had something to work on when I started introducing you in the second house to Halloween. Now, uh, we set that place up. And you know that. You remember that. You were old enough to remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, We had the pumpkins on the grass. And usually six of them, all carved out in different ways with flicker bulbs inside them. So they were all going on and off. Why did we have six? Because I had six... uh, uh, wires to put lights in them. Oh, I was just curious because we only had five people in the family, so that's why I was like, "Why we have six? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we had the tombstones, and then it was oh, one. I forgot that you oh, made. Oh yeah, the... that's right. those are the ones you made out of the wood. Yeah, it yeah. Was like there was a Count Chocula, a Booberry, and a and a Frankenberry. I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah after the cereals. That's yeah. right. I totally forgot about it. And we had those things for years after, too. Yeah. And then one time, only one time, because it didn't work out too well, we had the garage open, the garage door. And when the kids came in, I had a light with a spin wheel oh, with, yeah. with, with a cutouts of ghosts. And it looked like they were going across the wall. But nobody was paying attention to it, you know. I remember that. I remember you making that on the, the dinner table. I remember you drawing the little ghosts. And yeah. I kept thinking, how is this going to work? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. A lot of the, the memories that I have is obviously when you used to 
do the stuff in the doorway and people would come and trick or treat and stuff, but it was always the preparation. So, uh, you know, in the month of October where you'd be excited, we'd be sitting there eating dinner and, and we had the, the VCR that you bought and we had that, uh, remote that was strung across the whole living room. Cause it was plugged yeah. into the front and you were recording like an Elvira or you were recording, you know, I think you stayed up all night one time or, or stayed up in the in the middle of the night recording Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. We mentioned that on another episode where I think you recorded that at like two in the morning. And then the next day we watched it and we were loving it. Those are the those are the memories that I remember a lot. I do remember one that you recorded where she it was in 3D. And we wore the 3D glasses and she was throwing the popcorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one freaked me out for whatever reason. I don't know why, but but I, I remember that. And we used to always watch, you know, all of those those the old classic movies. Um, if you were recording it while we were uh, eating. Um, and I mean, obviously, we wouldn't watch it while we were eating then. But if you had to record it, you had it sitting on the, the right. top of the couch and you you were stopping it so we wouldn't have the commercials in there. <laughs> Those were the neat times. You, know, you remember like when you were recording and the com- usually you could press pause and by the time the show came back on, you just press unpause. But sometimes the commercials would just be a pinch too long and the damn thing would would unpause on its own because oh, after yeah. a certain amount of time it would unpause. Yeah. And then yeah, you get the commercial in there. <laughs> It would be le- it would be a second less than two seconds. Yeah. But you remember, <clears throat> we used to hang things in the house on Halloween. Remember, I took a bag, a brown paper bag, and I drew a picture of of uh, a shack. You would know, smoke oh, yeah. coming out of it, and there was the moon, you know, and uh, and we used to hang that on the edge of the cabinets. Oh, See, you I know what? I o- so I always thought it was a napkin that you drew on. But now that I think about it, it was a brown paper bag because, yeah, we had the two. There were two different witches that, you know, paper witches that were hung on those kitchen cabinets. You could see it when we were sitting at the table. There were two different types of witches. And, and one of them you drew like a, a shack and you said, well, that witch lives in the shack. Yeah. And then you drew a castle. And he said, and that witch over there lives in this castle. So it's like you had you had already, you know, made where these witches came from. And so there was like a whole backstory to these two yeah, but paper decorations that we had. Going back well, to the paper decorations, well, they weren't really decorations, but when dad would make the the haunted houses out of the the boxes, and that's when oh, he made yeah. the wall monster. And yeah. that was that was always the best because the wall monster was neat. Yeah, uh, we put that in our book too. That you know that there are wall monsters because remember there would be little slits in between the floors that you would make, Dad. You right. know you do like the stairwells, but the then you would cut a little people out of a you know a sheet of cardboard. And it was like a little man, and he could slide through the little yeah. edges <laughs> where, yeah, the, the, where the floors were. So he's a wall well, monster. Just... Th- those were the wall monsters, you see. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I used to, <laughs> it was always two floors. So you'd have a stairwell, you know. 
<laughs> but, you know, the interesting thing, and I don't know if you remember this, I had put a post out there and I hung a hanger and and I put uh, boots and a pair of pants, old pair of dungarees uh, in the boots and I hung it on the on the post and then I took an overcoat that I had and put it over a hanger so it covered you know, part of the oh, pants. Oh yeah, and I just remembered I I that. I remember that. I remember yep. the mask. And, and remember? then the mask was a very rubbery but very thin. Yeah. Um, uh, material. Yeah. So no I one could a, ever I, wear that damn thing because it was so tight. Right. You couldn't get it over your head. But I put a bulb in there with a blinker, and so that drew a lot of people in. Now, one time it was close to the garage, but not too close. And I got between that, you know, whatever you want to call it, monster, and the garage. And I was leaning over, I made my body all crooked. And I had a coat on, and I put a werewolf mask on. And these two girls had come a little later. They were... Oh, I'm going to guess maybe 12, 11, 12 years old. And they came in and they looked at the one with the blinking head. And they said, yeah, that's really neat. Oh, look at that one. That doesn't look real at all. And all of a sudden <laughs> I, I stood up straight and went, and you want to see him take off. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, I did so that a few times, you know, and <laughs> it really scared the hell out of a bunch of kids. But some of the other memories, though, like even even uh, when you were there was playing the, the haunted mansion or the haunted house on the Atari 2600. Because you used to be you used to love that game when we'd go after the scepter yeah. and all that. that oh, yeah. Fun. With with old man graves. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and the, and they had the go. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, there was a ghost and a bat, you know. And you had to you had to get the scepter and 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 one piece and get the heck out of there before they ate you up. But you so, know, there was the time that I was recording movies. You guys would be in bed, but they would start like at about ten o'clock, and and each week they did a different monster. Like if you have uh, the Wolfman, you know, uh, that movie would be on. And then they'd have a different uh, werewolf. They had the werewolf of London. And by two o'clock, they had Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, which was my favorite. And that's when I, I got up, taped it, put it to bed. I got back in bed. I must have laid awake almost all night. And then in the morning, you know, we all got up. Uh, your mom was uh, downstairs. She started making uh, breakfast. We all went down there and I flipped it on and we watched it. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I did. remember that, that was that's the best movie. That's what got me totally into Halloween was that movie. Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing uh, when we did uh, uh, the you know when we decorated the house one year. I I ran a rope from the window down to oh, the tree. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. And it had a pulley and I, and we and I made it like a ghost hanging on that pulley. And when people would come up, Mike, you you were up on the second That's floor. Right. Yeah. You'd let it you'd let it go. The ghost would come down, you know, and stop at the tree. Once they left, 
you you had a rope to pull the thing back up. And it was so much of an effort, okay, uh, that we didn't do it again. And and then what what the problem I had with you was you were stuck up there doing that. And I wanted you to be able to come down and, you know, do the things you wanted to do. That's funny. I do remember sitting up in that bathroom waiting for kids to come to let that thing go down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, tell us. A oh, actually, before we get to Maple School room number nine, before that, there was a haunted house we went to. I think it was just you and I. It was at a park in I'm thinking Canoga Park. And it may have been at like a company picnic or something, but it was a little tiny building or structure of some sort that was in a park. Yeah. And yeah. We went in there and I remember there were these two glowing guys that came out of these coffins. Like it was pitch black, pitch black in this thing. And they, they came out and they started coming after you and you had to like run around this corner. And when you got around the corner, there was another like glowing guy. Do you remember what that was? The glowing stuff? No, I mean that haunted house. What what was that for? Because I remember it. No, it was the thing that the company set up. Okay. Oh, it, was, it was Rocketdyne? Yeah. And they set it up and, you know, and. And and you were you could bring your kids and uh, and have a good time, but it wasn't on Halloween. See, they did it before Halloween. I think a day or two days before, something like that, to get you into it because they knew everybody was going to be at home with the trick or treaters. So they didn't do it on Halloween night. They did it on a, probably a day or a day or two before that. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. That thing scared the heck out of me. But then <laughs> real quick, um, so Tom and I talked a little bit about the room number nine haunted house at Maple School. But um, I don't know if there was anything that you wanted to bring up about that. We we talked about our memories of it. But was there anything in particular that you remember yeah. about that that was neat? Yes. First of all, I built the coffin. Okay. And... Somebody would always be in it. And we hung the sheets. And so that you'd, you'd go like through a maze. Up one, down the other, up one and down the other. And we got to the point where it was really interesting. Was there was like a, uh, a serving dish with a platter on top. We'd take it off and Tom's head was there. Because we had a whole... Oh, no, that was uh, me. Oh, yeah, that was that yeah, I sat and yeah, you cut a hole in the table. Yeah, yeah, and and through that dish. <laughs> That's right. I, forgot that. I was I was in the in the graveyard, and I was one of the ghosts that would that would uh, rise up. Yeah, uh, when yeah. they walked by. That's right. That's right. And you know, we had you know the lights going in and out. You know, uh, but the master Pazer, you know, was the that. Uh, four by eight board where I painted uh, Dracula on it. <laughs> it really looked pretty good too. Yeah, I have a picture of it somewhere. And and what we did was we stuck, you know, you know, the, uh, the, the it's like a tongue and groove, you know, that you, the, it adheres, you know, like on your shoes, you know. Yeah, for the heart. Yeah, so like yeah. Or something. yeah. Yeah, the so felt. we put that on the heart with just the one side. 
and the other side was on these little balls. And you'd throw them, and if you if you hit the heart, you get a ticket to go through room nine. Did you oh, know that's that? A, right. I don't remember that, that being. No, the that's prime. right because it was we they were doing like a little carnival type thing, and right. that was one way that you could get the ticket to be to able go to go the into room. the haunted house. That, that's, I, that's right. I forgot all about that. And you got three of those balls for a quarter. You see, now if you hit, <laughs> then you can go into room nine. <laughs> And so we made a lot of money for the school and the kids and the mothers and fathers. Yeah, you know, some of the mothers and fathers wanted to go through room nine, you know. <laughs> and then we give them little rings, you know, that had a spider on it or a ghost or something, you know. Oh, on that's the, right. Yeah, on, on the, the way out, you'd get on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad, we we wanted to talk about things that you do in in recent years, maybe movies you watch, how you decorate. But before we do that, um, we're going to go to one more of our sponsors, and, uh, and then we'll have the discussion. Are you looking for more spider webbing in your home? House deteriorators can be expensive these days, but not Charlotte the Spider. Charlotte offers a lifetime of experience, three years to be exact, spinning webs and structures to make rooms look more not lived in. She can create expanses across large staircases and open foyers, able to catch small flying insects, and people too. She'll deteriorate your house in no time for a fraction of the cost you'd pay a big time Darwin's Bark Spider. Call Charlotte at 666-WEB. That's 666-W-E-B-B. And now, back to our program. One of the one of the things, just because you know, for for time, I, we want to try to get into the into the recent years. And one of the things that I want to bring up right now, for you know, that's happened in the last you know few years, uh, that I think is neat. Uh, even though, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do it this year because I'm going down to Mike's. But one thing that I look forward to every year is going down to your place and sitting there and watching you know, all of the Sherlock Holmes movies and, and a, a bunch of the horror movies like we've done in the past. But the one that was, that was really neat, uh, in the, I think it was two years ago, cause it wasn't last year, um, was when you showed me the, the cat and the canary and oh, yeah. ghost breakers. Yeah. And I remember we were sitting there at night and you said, Hey, did you, have you ever seen, you know, ghost breakers with Bob Hope and, and uh, Paulette Goddard, and and so we you threw that on, and and it was nice and cozy in the house, and I think we were having some uh, uh, espresso, um, or some espresso there, and and then you had like the lights kind of dim, and we were watching those movies, and <laughs> it, it was just neat. Um, and so now I watch those every year. But is there anything that you do every year? Uh, even now when you're, when you're, you're kind of just hanging out at home, you know, I'm, I know you hand candy out and stuff, but do you watch a whole bunch of movies that morning or how do you, how do you well, celebrate? Well, I, 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 I put them on, uh, for the whole week. Okay. And I, 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 I enjoy that. And it, it got to the point, you know, like it, it, the kids start coming fairly early. 
it isn't completely dark, you know, uh, but it goes on and on and on. I think last year I had about 80 kids somewhere around that. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. So no, at the time, you know, while the kids are coming, you know, I, I'm the only one here who can answer the door. So yeah, I can't watch anything. But uh, I do decorate, you know, and I have the skeletons, a female and a male hanging. And uh, last year I have these little uh, ceramic pumpkins, which I put lights in them and put them on the bench out there. And the kids have fun. And I, I, I tease them and, and tell them things like, wow, look at that. What are you supposed to be? You know, and you make conversation with them and uh, it helps. And a lot of kids come by and ask for the candies that I used to have last year. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, I have a tombstone that I put out there and a couple of little things, but uh, nothing really uh, expandful. But I have a little fun. I have a lot of fun with the kids and things. But uh, it's so as you get older, a lot of it slips away because you don't have the kids anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are there movies that you still try to watch every year? Uh, I know you you talked a lot about watching Dear Dracula. I, I pretty much watched that thing when you told me about it. I don't know. It's been, what, five years or something now? And I pretty much watch that thing every year. But that's are there other movies like that that you try to watch? Well, yeah, I like uh, yeah. Um, I do like the uh, Ghost Breakers because you know you have the the guy who's the zombie, and then you have the ghosts and all this and that and the other thing. And at the end, when Bob Hope says, "Hey, how did you do that thing with the guy in the coffin?" And Anthony Quinn turns around and says, oh, no, no, that's that's really a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbreakers Incorporated. You make them, we shake them. Bob Hope speaking. Yes, Paulette Goddard's a partner in this firm. What? You want me to send her around? <laughs> Listen, if I could tell Paulette what to do, I wouldn't send her to your house. Sucker. You know, I never knew there were so many ghosts roaming around loose until Paulette and I got into the Ghostbreakers. Believe me, the cat in the canary was a pink tea compared to this picture. It all starts on one terrible night. Basil Rathbone must be giving a party. That's the night that Paulette inherits a ghostly ancient castle off the ghost, I mean the coast of Cuba. The place is filled with mummies and spooks that walk at midnight. There are murders and death warnings planned to frighten Paulette and me, but we ain't frightened. I'll match you to see who faints first. Was that the one with all the secret passageways in the walls? Is that that movie, or am I thinking of a different movie? That's a different movie. Uh, that was that was that was that was the Cat in the Canary. The oh, that the is canary, the Cat yeah. in the Canary. Okay. The Ghostbreakers is the one where he goes on the the ship, and then he he goes to that. Um, uh, it wasn't the island, was it, Dad, or was that the no, it was no, an island. It was an Isn't island. Isn't that the island one where, where they're looking? Yeah, it's the, it's the one at the, the island. Yeah, the girl inherited the house. Yeah. 
okay. inherited the house, and then it's there. He's helping Paulette Goddard because oh, she's yeah. the one inheriting the house, and yeah, it's and haunted every, and stuff. And, yeah, everybody wanted to buy it from her, or they wanted to stop her. And the one guy who, who looks like a nice guy, friendly, and everything turns out to be the rotten rat. You know, he was uh, he wanted that that house because underneath was a whole damn layer of silver. The whole island was almost silver, but it was right under that house. Mm-hmm. So it was a good story. It was, it was, there was some funny things in it, uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> uh, that was great. You know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of old movies that, that are fun. And, and during the year, let me tell you something. I watch uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman a lot. And, and Evan Costello meet Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and Dracula. Yeah, those are good ones, too. Now, you know, Dracula was, was really born in, uh, in Hungary, uh, which at one time, I think, Romania had it, and then the border changed. But he was born in a place called uh, Legos. Now, his real name is Bella Brasco. And when he came You're to You're talking the United- about Bella Lugosi. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was going to say when Bella Lugosi came here, he changed his name from Brasco to Legos E. Lugosi. That's how he got the name from the city. Now, he huh. couldn't. His English wasn't too good when he first came here. And so he had to speak slowly, memorizing the words, you see. He couldn't talk fast like us, like we, our English, you know, comes flying right out. With him, he had to do it slowly. This way, you know, he could remember all the words and pronounce them properly. And you notice through that whole movie where he was Dracula, he was always speaking slowly. That's why. Well, that's what made it even better, though, was that he was talking slowly, you know. Now, now I want to tell you why those movies, even though you look at them now, you say, oh, they're not so hot. They are. What those movies did, and I'll give you a couple of examples. They made you use your imagination. Dracula is getting out of the coffin. You see his hand come out. The camera moves away and you hear this. And then you look back and he's standing there. And you're wondering, oh, my God, what's coming out of the coffin? Now, with the Wolfman, okay, he attacks somebody in the street, and he's and he's got the guy, and he drags him behind this stack of boxes, in between a building and these boxes, and you see the shadow on the wall, and he's growling, and you see the shadows. You're using your imagination. People would watch that in those days when those movies were new, and they would. Soil their pants, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) But they left it to the imagination. Now you see a wolfman, he takes a bite out of the guy's neck and all the skin and blood comes out. And you get used to that, and all of a sudden, it's not scary anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, all right, Dad, we are going to uh, to wrap it up. 
up. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to to leave us with, one final thing. Nah, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, too, no, for it's, sure. It's too bad you guys aren't here. We could have a scotch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is uh, is play a vignette or some kind of clip from uh, a Halloween sounds album that we had as kids. So on this episode, since we're recording in uh, in the Valley of Doom in a in a mummy's tomb, we're gonna play a clip from Wade Denning's 1974 Pickwick record Monster Mash Sounds of Terror. And uh, this clip is called The Mummy's Revenge. A mighty Egyptian pharaoh died in 400 BC and was entombed in a pyramid. Centuries later, a greedy archaeologist plundered the crypt for his own financial gain. He accidentally roused the ancient ruler from his comatose state. Now the mummy drags his bandaged and tormented body through the night seeking his revenge. 